From the broadcast booth to a courtside seat to the post-game locker room, nobody's closer to the action than our guys. It's Chris, JD, and Mike here inside the press box. Two on the way. Chopper out to Dansby. Dansby throws to first base. Is this happening? It is. The Atlanta Braves are world champions. Can I just say I never get tired of hearing that, my friend? That 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 is the voice of Ben Ingram, the voice of the Braves Radio Network. I just absolutely love it. Uh, Mike Grace from the Breakline Optic Studios, joined by Mike Moat in Oxford, Alabama, and Chase Robinson of Northeast Alabama's Fox Sports 102.9, 99.7. A little fired up for our next guest here, fellas. Y'all agree? Yeah, I, I know you've been looking forward to this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He has been Ingram, radio voice of the world champion Atlanta Braves. Been great to have you with us inside the press box, sir, with Mike and Chase and Mike. And hey, let's start with a seven game win streak. Give me some keys to this recent turnaround for your Atlanta Braves. Uh, I appreciate you guys having me this morning. Good to speak with you guys. And yeah, it's been a good turnaround here lately. And I, I, I think a lot of it has started out with the defense. Uh, having Michael Harrison center field has been a big addition. That's allowed Adam Duvall to go to left field. It's allowed Ronald Acuna to go to right field. And Ronald's been out there every single day. Um, so I think that's got a big part to do with uh, with the success of this team. And, and, and I think the pitching has been significantly better. These guys in the rotation have been going a lot deeper in games. Um, it's been it's been great to see those guys routinely just go from one to the next, and you're seeing six and seven and even eight innings out of these starters. And then you throw into the fact that this team has done a, a significantly better job with runners in scoring positions. So all those things added in, uh, it's it's been a big turnaround and one that they needed because we saw them for the longest time scuffling for about 50 games. So this has been a good turnaround. Ben, it's uh, Chase here, and. And when you look at this lineup, we were discussing the lineup earlier in, in the show this morning. Uh, the lineup's kind of kind of been set the last few games. Do you see that kind of staying the way it is? And uh, just because of the, the success that, that they've had so far with this lineup? Yeah, I think so. I, I think now that Acuna's out, they will play every single day. That, that really takes care of the leadoff spot. You, you had Riley and you had um, Ozuna and you had Olsen in some order, three, four, and five, but I, I felt like there was inconsistency there because you didn't really have an answer for the two-hole, and they tried multiple guys there. Well, Dansby in his last 30-plus ball games has taken off. I mean, his average in his last 30 games is, is extremely high. He's making a lot better contact, having much better at-bats, and I think his ability to go to the two-hole and, and give you a really good performance there and be solid, be consistent. That's really helped those guys three, four, and five because they're coming to the plate with men on base. Um, I, I think Michael Harris batting ninth is a really big key as well because he, he's been very consistent. He's getting on base a lot. Uh, he had that double and a triple last night, and he's on base for Ronald Acuna. So Ronald's coming to the plate with, with men on base. Um, guys three, four, and five are coming to the plate with men on base. And, and when those guys are consistently coming up at the plate with, with men on, it's going to be extremely good. And you're going to see big innings like we did last night. And um, I, I think that what we have seen lineup-wise with one through five and then number nine, it, it's pretty good. I mean, you can mix some things up when it comes to six, seven, and eight uh, with your catchers, with um, your DH whatever you want to do with Ozuna, et cetera. So I think that's a really good combination, and I give a lot of credit to Dansby Swanson for his ability to help solidify the top of the order of the two-hole. 
Ben, this is Mike Mode. I wanted to ask you, you mentioned the starting pitching a few moments ago. And to me, two guys that have really stepped forward, you talk about Dansby taking on the role that he has, but Kyle Wright and Ian Anderson, the last two games, and not just the last two games, but really all season long, both have pitched extremely well. Talk about what you have seen with both that's made the difference in their consistency, because that's what it's been. Ian was really good last year for most of the year, but Kyle Wright has really been a big story this year, his consistency and his ability to get guys out on a regular basis. Talk about what you've seen and maybe what has changed for him in particular in the last uh, between last year and this year. Yeah, I think for Kyle, um, I'll start by saying this. I, I think to this point of the season, he's an all-star. I think he and Max Freed have looked like all-star pitchers to me. I mean, Max is obviously the ace. Um, but I think that Kyle and his story this year might be the biggest story for the rotation because you had some question marks when it came to that spot in the rotation. You had this guy who was taken in the first round several years ago, and, and we'd really seen nothing yet from Kyle in terms of consistency, uh, sticking around in the big leagues consistently, and you're thinking, okay, when is this going to, to work out? When is this guy going to pitch like the guy that you thought that you drafted? And, and the answer is right now, because when we saw him at spring training, I'll, I'll take it back even further than that. When we saw him in the World Series last year, we didn't see him much at all during the regular season in 2021. He made two appearances in the regular season, and they did the best thing they could do for him. They sent him to AAA, and they just let him stay there and stay in the rotation, and every five days you're going to go rather than yo-yoing back and forth between AAA and the big leagues. And, of course, they had some needs, and that's why they would bring him up. But you get into a pattern if you're in that position where if things don't go well in the big leagues, you get sitting back down at AAA, and you, you think that your confidence is probably shot. Uh, things don't go all that well, just you're sitting right back down. You keep wondering, well, how in the world am I going to be consistent enough that just stick in the big leagues. And I think he was able to learn that last year at AAA. He was able to gain his confidence back. By the time that they bring him in for the World Series, he's a different guy. And he was able to take that confidence and bring it into this year. And what he's done is he's changed things up as a pitcher. He was really, uh, I, I don't want to say forced, but I think he was, was felt by the organization like he needed to be more sinker, slider. Well, that's not the guy that you drafted. You drafted a guy who's going to be fastball 95-96 and play up in the zone with that, a good hard curveball that you can get the swings and misses on. And and to me, a big difference has been his sinker and his changeup. If you talk to hitters, they can't differentiate between the two pitches. So when you've got all four of those pitches locked in, you're not going to touch that guy. And, and that, along with his confidence, has really taken him to places that you hope that he will reach. Um, and that's what we've seen out of Kyle this year. His stuff has been outstanding, and between the ears, he's been locked in. And he knows he belongs here, and he knows he can be a difference maker here. So I think that's a huge difference for him. For Ian Anderson, I think it's more just consistency with the changeup. And we saw that last night. We saw a good changeup. In the fourth inning, uh, he bounced a few changeups, but he was able to get back on track. Um, and, and to me, finding the, the, the release point of that changeup early in a game, it's coming sooner for him. We've seen lots of times where he would struggle in the first or second inning, having a difficult time finding the touch of that changeup, throwing it too hard, uh, bouncing a few. But once he gets locked in with that pitch, that combination with his fastball is really, really tough for hitters. And we've seen him look a lot more consistent with that pitch this season. So I think that's been the biggest difference for, for Ian. That means so good 
once he gets into trouble. I was, I was reading this stat last night. When, when runners are on base and when runners get in scoring position, opponent's batting average is under 200 this year. So he's bending, but he's not breaking. And that, that ability is, is really going to take you a long way in the big leagues because you can't crumble once men get on base. Uh, so those two guys have been huge for the ball club, and you pair them with uh, the other guys in the rotation, and it's been a big key in the seven-game winning streak. Ben Ingram, he is the voice of the Braves Radio Network, joining us here inside the press box. And, Ben, when you look at the bullpen, uh, I think they've been a, a really bright spot of this team this year. I mean, uh, a couple of guys have, have been – you know, had some injuries and been out, but I think this bullpen, uh, some other guys have really stepped up. What have you seen from this Braves bullpen in this 2022 season? I've seen multiple guys who can get the job done. I mean, when you when you talk about a bullpen, it's, it's best to start with the very back end and work your way backwards. And, and Kenley's been pretty good. I know that there have been a couple of outings for Kenley where you'd like for him to have a, a uh, a quieter ninth inning and not allow men on base. And he had a really good ninth inning uh, in game one of that series with Oakland. Um, but I think he's been really solid and he's done a really nice job there at the back end of the bullpen. Will Smith has had a few ups and downs, but last couple of outings for Will have been better. Um, I, I've seen those guys at the back end do a really good job here in the last week of picking up the slack. And you, there, there have been some stretches, and I, I think that stretch that we had right when we went out to Arizona and lost the first two games out there, I'm thinking you're, you're really missing Tyler Magic. You need that guy back. Um, and hopefully he's going to be able to come back by the end of the month. Um, but those other guys in the meantime have done a very nice job of stepping up. I, I think that Kyler McHugh has done a solid job, and he's stepped up and gone multiple innings sometimes. But the, the MVP of that bullpen to this point has been has been uh, AJ Minter. I mean, AJ is looking like an all star out there. He's in on an incredible role. He's not allowing anything. Um, his cutter has been super. He's getting uh, ahead with that pitch. He's throwing it for strikes. And um, I, I think without AJ and the way that he stepped up, the bullpen could really be in a little bit of bad shape. But I love the way that he stepped up, and everyone else has as well. And you just hope that by the time you get to uh, maybe a month from now. That, that Tyler Magic is back and is the Tyler Magic that you expect. Um, in, in August, you might have Kirby Yates jump back in and, and be ready to go, given that he's coming off of, of uh, a serious arm injury as well. So it, it has the ability to get better and better. And I think that once you get into August and September, if those guys are able to peak the way that they did last season, that's going to be a huge element for this ball club. He is Ben Ingram, voice, radio voice of the Braves Radio Network, and uh, joining us here inside the press box along with Mike Grace, Chase Robinson, and Mike Moat. And our final question for you, if we, if we go, this would have been a tougher question, I think, a week ago, Ben, if I'd ask you, hey, what's it going to take to catch the Mets? Well, the you know recent success and uh, the Padres, thankfully, knocking off the Mets a couple of times, that lead is down to seven games. That's more manageable than the ten and a half we saw uh, a few days ago, yeah? Yeah, it is. And, and when you got the 10.5, that was alarming to me because I don't think they were ever further back than eight games last year. Here's what that tells you. It, yes, it worked out last year. It was awesome. But the, the team that you're chasing this year is a much better team than the team you're chasing last year. This is a better Mets team. And, and the Braves have to focus on this month of June. This has to be a good month for them. This schedule for the Braves in the month of June is, is probably the softest month they have on the schedule all year. Meanwhile, for the Mets, they're out west playing the Dodgers and the Padres and the Angels. They still have two series versus the Astros this month. They have a series versus the Brewers but this month. Uh, so they have a really tough month of June. 
And you've got to put yourself in a position where you can be within four or five games or better, I think, by the end of July. Good news is this: uh, if you're hanging in there with the Mets all year long, even if you don't win the division, you should be in the postseason with a wild card spot. And I fully anticipate both of these teams will be in the postseason. Uh, but, but for the Mets, they're going to have some injuries. And the later you get into the season with all the veterans that they have, there's a chance they could be a little bit run down. So I don't think they're going to run away and hide. I've never felt that. And I just wanted to see the Braves make sure they didn't get buried to where when they did get hot, it was already too late. So it's been good to see the seven-game winning streak. They should continue to do well, given that they're taking on the Pirates for four. Pirates are just swept at home by the Tigers. Uh, then the Braves hit the road and see the Nationals and the Cubs, both sub-500 teams. So this is definitely the time to keep rolling and, and play your best baseball. Ben, we listen on a regular basis. Love the work you and your partners do on the Braves Radio Network, and we can't thank you enough for spending some time with us here inside the Press Box. Sir, best wishes, and we'll talk again soon. All right. Thanks so much, fellas. This is the Press Box. High fly ball. Left field gets made. He tags at third. Sarge will come in to score. Sack fly by Lynch. Eagles have the lead back. 8-7 here in the top of the ninth. Pitch on the way. Struck him out. And the Eagles are the regional champions. If your team is the Southern Miss Golden Eagles, you've got at least one more weekend in your uh, season and maybe a couple more as the Golden Eagles advance to the Super Regional Round with their win in the uh, Hattiesburg Regional last week. We'll talk about it now. Mike Grace along with my friends uh, Chase Robinson and Mike Moat. Fellas, we've got the head coach of the Golden Eagles. That is Scott Berry who joins us. Coach, can't thank you enough. And how about your team? Three wins in what was roughly a 27-hour period. That's a pretty special accomplishment by a pretty special team, sir. Well, it is. You know, I'll tell you, our backs were against the wall, and we had the field and sense of urgency. Uh, and just, you know, and, and we kind of put ourselves in a hole on that Saturday game with, with LSU and, going, you know, being up 8-4 to four there in the in the ninth inning and giving up those four runs, uh, which honestly, uh, our record at that point, after leading after eight innings, was 37-0 and 0 and on the year. So that was a – that was a, a – a, uh, an area that we've never had to go to before and or feel. And, and dropping that game was a real gr- uh, gut punch for us emotionally. And I was worried about how we would handle it the next day. But in, in all honesty, the challenge was it is what it is. We've got to take it one game at a time. you got to win the first one against Kennesaw State to get to the second one. And you got to win the second one against LSU to force the third one, all deciding. And, and our guys really ran the gauntlet and played well. They certainly did. Scott, Mike Mode here from, uh, I've helped John with some of the broadcast on uh, Learfield, and it was a pleasure watching this team play, and it's been that way all year. Uh, One of the things I can say watching your team throughout the course of this season is you guys play together, and you could really see this team come together, knowing what had to happen against a team who's really good at putting teams away like LSU, but... Y'all found a way, somehow, some way. It was uh, seven to four going to the, I believe it was the bottom of the seventh on Monday. They come right back, get right back in the game, tie the thing up, and then Southern Miss makes that run stand up after you scored. I believe it was in the top of the ninth to grab the lead eight to seven, and you make the 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 lead stand up. It had to be a great accomplishment, not just for your players, but for you to teach these guys, hey, you got to stay together, and they bought into it, and that's the reason why you're playing this weekend. Well, honestly, Mike, I mean, you've seen us play quite a bit this year, and I think a lot of this, what we've been able to accomplish this year is is just 
what we what we didn't get done in Oxford, but the momentum that we had leaving Oxford last year, losing in that championship game and never quitting. You know, we were down like eight to nothing after two innings last year in that championship game on Monday, and we fought our way back. We eventually lost twelve to nine, but it showed everybody. It showed ourselves that hey, that we did not quit, and and I really feel like that those young men that returned, which we returned a lot from that team last year to this year, uh, I think that they just took that momentum that, that we had and, and they just built upon it this year. And, and you're exactly right. You know, that, that final deciding game, we're up 7-4 and all of a sudden, you know, here we are. We're back LSU making that charge again, which we've seen them do uh, against Kennesaw State and ourselves on that Saturday night. But we weren't, we weren't satisfied with just, you know, being at that time. We, we had a vision of, of trying to push this thing further and you know, I really credit our young men and their leadership within to, to see that thing out and get that win. I tell you, one of the things I've been most impressed with, Coach, when, of course, we're visiting, if you're just joining us, with Scott Berry, the head coach of the Southern Miss Golden Eagles, his team in the Super Regionals. They'll start Saturday afternoon against the Ole Miss Rebels, the best two out of three at Pete Taylor Park. And Coach, your pitching has been outstanding pretty much all season long, and you got really good performances from everybody who stepped to the mound, even if they were not good in maybe one of their first outings of the weekend this past weekend, they came back and was effective for you. That's one of the big reasons that you've had the success you've had and had 47 wins this year at your pitching. No doubt. I mean, that has been the most consistent component of this whole whole puzzle that we've been able to put together for this this year. They really have. Our starters, you know, we from the time we started the conference play on the fifth weekend, We've ran the same three guys out there. They've remained healthy. They've done everything off the field in between starts, preventative to, to make sure that they, they don't get injured or don't go down. Our strength coaches, our trainers, everybody's involved and invested in that part of it. And I want people to make sure they understand that. It's not just you know one person. There's a lot of pieces that go to this thing. But our pitching has been outstanding. And what was amazing about the, the regional and, and to, to be successful in those moments so late in the year, you know, the guys that have been running out there every day, they're tired. You know, don't think they aren't. They're still tired as you go in. So a lot of times you're running on adrenaline. But it's the people that stepped up that hadn't been part of the equation very much or hadn't been a big part of it. The Justin Storms on Sunday night in that, in that first win against LSU, going five and two-thirds innings. You know, and the young man hadn't had many appearances at all. You know, we saw the same thing last year out of Tanner Hall in the Ole Miss game on that on that Sunday night. He goes five and two thirds, and and now you know he's our best guy that we run out there. But but Justin Storm stepping up in, in that Sunday game uh, to force the 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 all the winner take all on Monday, and then of course Tyler Stewart on the back end of the championship game, being able to to close that thing out. That's so rewarding because in this day of selfishness, look, these guys could have not been prepared for that opportunity. They could have been hanging their head. I haven't had the innings that I wanted. But you know what? Credit them for staying staying committed, staying focused, and continuing to work and prepare for the opportunity that their team was going to ask them to, to deliver on. And that's exactly what they did. They stayed ready and they delivered. And coach, uh, talk to us about Christopher Sargent. I mean, he was a regional MVP. He had uh, 21 home runs on the season, 58 RBIs. I mean, a guy like that has got to be kind of a, a spark for that offense that's kind of helped get y'all here. 
Well, Sarge hurt his back back in the conference tournament on that Saturday night against uh, against Florida Atlantic, and I guess it was on Friday night. He tweaked his back, so this guy is limping into the regional, literally limping into the regional. And I'm like, man, I've got to I've got to get him out of that four hole because I don't know if he's going to be able to produce in that position uh, because his back was an SI joint problem. But you know, we got him therapy. We 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 got everything that he needed to kind of grind through that thing and the guy ends up being the, the uh, regional MVP. I mean, his last five games were incredible, what he was able to put together. But, you know, I think what doesn't need to go unnoticed is that he wasn't 100%. You know, he really gave us a big lift, and that's what you got to do. The good ones, they find a way to get it done, even though when they're banged up and, and not feeling good, they still they still understand how to compete. And certainly Christopher Sargent defines that. Visiting with Scott Berry, the head coach of Southern Miss. They take on the Ole Miss Rebels this weekend in Hattiesburg at Pete Taylor Park. I imagine the atmosphere was probably unlike much something you've ever seen this past weekend, but I think it'll be even apt up more this weekend, uh, Coach. You've seen them this year. Uh, You've played them in a couple of midweek games. How much do you take from those games Heading into the Super Regional, does it help you to at least have seen what they can do, at least from an offensive standpoint? You'll probably see different pitching, but kind of tell us how that works for you, what you have learned about them, and how that helps you going in, if it does, going into the Super Well, you know, I think it does, and I think it helps them, too. You have two games that you can prepare for each other's offense. You know, as far as the pitching side, obviously neither one has, has seen the starters. It's all been the midweek guys, so... You know, we're going to be familiar with their relievers. They're going to be familiar with ours. But, you know, I, I really feel like Ole Miss is much like LSU. I mean, it's a tough lineup to navigate through, you know, to try to get those guys out. You know, if you look back at the end of the year, Ole Miss goes down there when they're really struggling and they sweep L, or they sweep LSU in Baton Rouge. First time that's ever happened in the history of Ole Miss baseball where they've gone into Baton Rouge and, and swept a series. So, you know, we've got a team that may be the hottest team in the country, in all honesty, that's really playing well. That At times during the year, they haven't. But you know what? It doesn't matter what happens prior to now. It's, it's what happens right now. And, and they're playing good baseball. But, you know, we'll, we'll do the best we can preparing for them, just like, uh, you know, we do anybody else. But we'll be able to have a little bit of info just because of the, the experience that we've had in person with them. And, Coach, the atmosphere, I mentioned it a moment ago. I know it helped you a lot with your uh, fans coming out and, and the support that they gave you, especially on Monday. I mean, that place was full of Golden Eagle fans, and they hung around after the last out was made and celebrated uh, with your team. But what has that meant to you, having this first time, I believe, in the history at Hattiesburg that you guys have had a Super Regional or hosted one at this at this ballpark, I know. What does that mean to this program? How how proud of that are you going into this weekend's action? Well, every program wants to check that box. You know, we've been there. We've hosted a uh, a regional before. We've hosted it in 03. We've hosted it in, in 17. You know, we, that's the second one that we hosted in the last five years. So to knock that wall down and, and move forward into a super regional, you know, let alone host a super regional – which has never been done in this program, that, that's just a huge credit to, to our, our, our program, our, our fan base. You were talking about uh, Monday's game. 
but I thought that Sunday's night game was just incredible. The the amount of people that were there, and at at one point, it was like a journey concert. I mean, they had their they had their lights on, their cell phones, and from the right field roost all the way wrapped around that stadium to whatever song was playing, people were waving their hands. I'd never seen an atmosphere at, at Pete Taylor Park like I did that night and then on Monday. But, you know, I'll be honest with you guys. I mean, we set all kinds of records this year. Uh, you know, we set season uh, – uh, we sold a record number of, of, of season tickets this year. We set a total attendance record this year. I feel like this regional we just got through was one of the top five attended regionals in the country of, of the 16. I mean, there are a lot of things that, that have, have played into this year that make it special. But, you know, credit college baseball and where it is, credit the, the venues improving and just the attention that has been given to college baseball all, all over the country. Uh, I think it's really becoming one of those sports where people are, are really gravitating to and, and enjoy. That atmosphere we talk about at Pete Taylor Park, good enough for ESPN to assign one of their premier crews. Dave Neal and Ben McDonald will be in Hattiesburg this weekend covering that action. Of course, the great John Cox will have the call on the USM Golden Eagle uh, Network Sports Network from Learfield. Coach Barry, we wish you the very best uh, this weekend. Hope to hope to see you guys in Omaha, and if so, we'd love to have you back. You're welcome inside the press box anytime. Well, I hope it happens. Uh, but, look, I appreciate you having me on this morning. And, uh, Mike, Mike, Chase, y'all have a great day. Want to talk to the guys? Hit them up at the contact page, online at PressBoxRadio.com, or find them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at PressBoxRadio1. That's PressBoxRadio and the number one. That's how you can earn access to the PressBox. Box.